Severance stars Adam Scott, Britt Lauer, Zach Cherry with John Turturro, Patricia Arquette, and Christopher Walken. It was created by Dan Erickson, directed by Ben Stiller. Three episodes are out. Their titles are Good News About Hell, Half Loop, and In Perpetuity. The show is for anyone who's ever zoned out at work or fantasized about waking up in an escape room. It joins Apple's growing catalog of original content, and we're here to discuss our thoughts. It's February 26th, and you're listening to today's episode. What is it about comedians turning up in psychological dark comedies and thrillers recently? Well, dark comedies, I mean, makes sense. But, like, I'm thinking about, like, Pam and Tommy. Like, that sort of, like, dark comedy. Pam and Tommy is more of a docuseries. I'm talking about Jason Siegel, Dispatches from Elsewhere, AMC. Oh, that, right, That cerebral, yeah. mind-bendy, trippy-type show. You got Jonah Hill in Netflix's Maniac. You got Devs and Nick Offerman on Hulu. Yeah. And then, of course, you have the GOAT, Jim Carrey, in Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind. Wow, okay. So you just mentioned uh, basically everything that this thing has been compared to. But I have even more lists of things. Oh, so do I. But as far as just comedians playing roles like that, it seems to be a trending thing that has just grown more and more. And, and every it's not just to find a one network. Now we have it on Apple before it was on AMC, Netflix, Hulu. Like everybody wants a piece. And you could even argue that like there are comedians in Legion and that just yes, absolutely Legion was crazy. my next one. But that's a head trip. But it's also an FX series that's based on a Marvel series that has a lot more going for it than just the psychological thriller aspect. after doing research for this the one thing i want to know is what is this show like i i i didn't watch it but to like get into preparation for it i did watch office space which this was compared to the film huh. that i never seen Why? because like i wanted to get the satire black comedy yeah it's a it's a workplace comedy right and it's also been compared to being john malkovich brazil the truman show the matrix of like waiting for godot mm-hmm. so like but the one thing that i realized about all those things is they're all different so is this like a really diverse show no it's a very simple show you want me to describe the show yeah okay adam scott plays this guy named mark and mark is depressed because he lost his wife so what he does is he goes to work for this company named lumen and lumen is like i don't know how to describe them the apple of this universe they're they're the biggest company and what they do to a lot of their employees is they implant them with this thing in their brain so that when they go into work they completely forget who they are and they're kind of born into a different person and so that person really wishes they could leave but the only reason they exist is to work nine to five every day everybody wants to leave work however no one knows that on the outside. So whenever they're like walking into work, they always think, okay, well, this is my job. I get paid for it and I don't remember it. And then I, suddenly my day's over. Do you over. see the transition of yeah, them yeah, not remembering? in the elevator. In the elevator, the thing turns on and their face kind of just slackens. And then suddenly they're back to their different personality. Hmm, okay, yeah. Adam Scott said that you said he lost his wife in this episode. or No, he didn't lose his wife in this episode. He, he lost, lost his, his wife, wife in the well series. before the series right. started. Yeah, in, in March 2020, Adam Scott lost his mom. So he said that this was like a good coping mechanism. Yeah, because Adam Scott usually plays like these kind of light funny characters sarcastic you know party down uh parks and recreation type his hair is always like slicked back 
But in this, it's like he's down in the dumps. He's depressed. He's kind of playing that Jim Carrey, eternal sunshine of a spotless mind type of person. He was surprised he got the role. In fact, he didn't think that he was the first choice for it. But Ben Stiller, who helped Dan Erickson a lot with the game this show made, actually said that Adam Scott was his first pick because of his Parks and Recreation role, which I found a little strange because of just the difference. He does go through like fake depression in Parks and Recreation. He loses his job at one point and then starts making stop animation figurines until he realizes how lame that is uh but it's nothing as drastic right it's nothing as it's nothing as drastic as a whole show built around the idea of him being like a depressed workplace there's also a certain conspiracy that's going on so the people living next door as in the truman show everyone's housing is all subsidized by the lumen group so everybody works for lumen in some way who's living on that block Mm -hmm. and his neighbor who is just supposed to be this sweet old woman who makes him cookies, but also has like this weird edge. That's Patricia Arquette. She's actually his boss, but she doesn't forget things. So she... So she actually lives a full, like she... Yes, the management, high management doesn't forget things. And so they keep track of their employees in and out of the uh, place. So when he calls in sick because Petey has contacted him outside to kind of give him the lowdown on what's going on inside, she gets suspicious and she starts snooping around <laughs> his house. She also is kind of in love with him in a weird way. It's it, Her character is kind of strange. Yeah. Well, yeah, I see what you mean. Uh, like the show is tapping into what a lot of people are scared about because I think most people when Big they're brother. calling in for work, uh, like a being sick. They're scared that, like, their boss is for some reason going to actually, like, go over to their house or something like that or become suspicious anyways. Yeah. So it's tapping into that paranoia. I also didn't realize going into the show, based off the small ad that I saw for it, how much of it would be outside of the world that is so in you, that workforce. So you get a lot so of it it's outside. Not, yeah, it's not like the office space or corporate where the most of the plot is in the office building. There's a good amount of plot that's happening outside that we're watching him kind of figure it out and almost want to break into the place at the same time that his other character wants to break out because there's this procedure that Petey had which didn't go well for him called reintegration which is just the removal of that thing in his head so that both parts of him can merge oh, and realize okay. what's going on however with Petey's case it really it caused illusions it caused uh, disorientation bleeding of the nose and then by the end he just dies so serious <laughs> he okay so in Westworld you remember how like when they were trying to break free of their uh, robot trap or whatever because everyone has a mind of their own yeah, and, that, you're talking, and so yeah. then Dolores comes and talks to the escort lady and tells her the one sentence which like breaks her out of it that's what pd's purpose is he goes and he introduces adam scott to the doubt of whether what he's doing because there are protesters out there it's like x-men where there's a lot of people who are like we got to get rid of this whole thing it's, so it's, they know it's what they're human doing slavery it's not it's not like a secret as to the fact that like yeah they opt into it he opted into it okay. because he was depressed and he wanted part of his life to be forgotten so he defends the Lumen group all the time and then Petey is the one who's like, what they're doing to us in there is just not fair. And at first, Adam Scott is resistant. Mark doesn't want any part in it. He's like, I, I enjoy what I do here. And then as things move along and Petey dies, he serves the purpose of just making Adam Scott more the rebel and having to do That's what, how this episode ended in episode three. So we have a lot of questions that have been brought up. Uh, in perpetuity, this last episode also makes it seem like the company is a lot not eviler, but because they were already portrayed as eviler, but more like what is that Bioshock Infinite game? Remember that? Yeah. Where, where 
where there's like one supreme leader and he kind of created this like world for everyone to live in. The one in the show died a long time ago, but we see his family represented in wax figurines, like a Madame Tussauds or whatever it's called. Oh, in New York. Is, is it like two? Oh, wait, no, you mean actual wax figurines. Yes, they're yeah. actual wax figurines. And so to hype Henny up, Henny is the new colleague who replaced Petey. They take her to this place in the middle of work they get the permission to and it's just this huge museum that has all the people all the bosses lined up in in the years they served as manager and it's all meant to inspire the employees obviously it only ends up inspiring john Turturro. like he's the one who's like really into it there's a mouth wall that just shows people smiling um basically being like look at all the people we made happy and then there's the kirigan he that he's the superior guy who like originated the entire company back in the 1800s they go to his recreation of his his house there and it's and that's where henny like escapes when they start having an argument and henny is like tried to escape plenty of times adam scott has taken the fall for her marcus has has stepped in because he is sort of the replacement manager for pd but finally henny is sent to I mean, Helly, yeah, so the, her name's Helly. It's a weird name, so that's why I was getting it wrong. But she finally gets sent to what they called the break room. And the break room, they've hinted at what it is. It seemed like it was a Bart Simpson-esque chalkboard situation where they were just made to write the same thing over. Because you can't torture these people because, again, they're there for eight hours a day and then they get sent home. And so if there's any physical if abnormality... If they scars, they're going to start asking questions. Yes, well, actually, when Helly was first integrated into the Lumen scope or whatever, Adam Scott gets hit. She hits him when she tries to escape so then what happens is they give him money at Mm. the end of the day and he's just like oh okay they just added it to my check because he had a little like cut but the break room does psychological torture they shine a light in your eye and they make you repeat the sentence over and over and over again the thing i couldn't understand in this episode was whether or not she was being forced to say it with by the thing in her brain because it didn't seem like she wanted to she had her hands on the table where they needed to be and it's called the compunction statement and she was just asked to repeat it and repeat it and repeat it but I don't understand the torture there. She could have just stopped saying it, and then what do they do? Well, Britt Lower called her character. Britt Lauer? Britt Lauer, yeah. yeah. Ellie, she said that she was a disruptor. It might be lower. I'm just, yeah, okay, go ahead. She said that, like, she called her character a disruptor. Yeah, I mean, it's a very low-key jinx type character where she doesn't want to abide by the rules ever. And it's, she keeps on trying to leave in different ways. She tried to do the resignation form and was immediately denied. She tries to write things on her arms, but they say they have some sort of text preventer. She tries swallowing a capsule made from the top of a pen that has a message in it. Like, and then that was also prevented from happening. She just doesn't want, she wants her other version of herself to know that she doesn't want to be there. So the place that they're working at, I was going to compare it to like Evil Corp, but it seems like it's just way more villainous than that even. Well, we don't know what it does. And they're, they're only one little subset of the company. They're one little group. They're the MDR macro dats group. And they avoid these other groups because for instance, optics and design that's led by Bert. Bert, played by Christopher Walken, who ends up being like John Turturro's friend, sort of. But everyone else is afraid of optics and design, considers them weird. Also, I think optics and design is rumored to have caused the rebellion against the company many, many eons ago. And you're just left with these questions. So who knows what? Petey's hiding things, even though he died. I'm sure that other things are going to come out. Um, Adam Scott finds a map in the back of one of uh, Petey's old photos um, at the very end, the Mark version of him that's in the company. So he is also aware that something's going on. Um, What does Lumen do? We're still not clear. We might not ever be. It might be a Stanley Parable situation where where they're just kind of the the ethos company that just does everything. And I have even down here, this feels like the Stanley Parable TV show Mm -hmm. or seems like a Room 104. Or Cave. Sorry, not Cave. uh, Cube. 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And also one thing I've realized is that the like critics for this and something that you've done as well, they've all analyzed the show. Mm-hmm. But like they haven't what do you actually mean by analyzed like, the show. They they brought up specific scenes and like I'm wondering what this means. But like overall you liked it, right? Because I realized a lot of times when critics I'm just trying to figure out the mystery and it's unlike other shows where I'm like they're not gonna give us any answers by the end. I feel like this is just a lot of setup and they're just kind of throwing everything out, out at us. They are throwing everything out at us, but it feels like it was constructed well enough where there has to be some answers at the end of it and i'm willing to give it that leniency i've read a review that said that they do answer some questions by the end but they leave a lot open for interpretation there's too many questions and that's and that's where someone's calling at the end by the way like pd left his cell phone on the ground or in adam scott's house or mark's house and uh and so that's probably the people who gave him the reintegration process and i feel like adam scott is going to have to at the end of the series have had that process done to him procedure done to Mm -hmm. him but the thing is, like, is it going to go as bad as PD's did or will they have perfected it? So overall, you say you like the show then? Uh, Yeah. So overall, I would give the show like an eight right now. I'm still invested into it. Uh, a lot of interesting characters, a lot of funny comedians. Probably the funniest because he doesn't have anything to do with the companies is Michael Chernus. He played the brother in uh, Patriot. He played the brother in Orange is the New Black. He plays the brother-in-law here. He likes to play just... <laughs> Yeah, his play. His name is Doctor Rickon in this show, and he writes books. And his books are really dumb. <laughs> They're like self. He, he likes to play those characters a lot of the time. Like you saying he's the brother from Patriot. It's kind of like the in, same in Patriot. Thing. He plays the most serious character because at least he's doing a job there. As the brother in Orange is the New Black, he played a character who helped his sister um, sneak out panties and then like sell them on the internet. And then in the brother-in-law here, he is just like some self-promotional guru guy like he writes books about like helping yourself you know yeah (laughs) and then he dropped one off in front of adam scott's house mark's house and the neighbor immediately took the book and was like see if there's any messages in there she's very paranoid and she's not even the highest up so like at the end of this episode we see that she's getting slapped on the wrist because of pd's escape and also because uh, mdr isn't like meeting their quota and henny or helly keeps on trying to escape so she's getting in trouble for that and so there's this board if you ever seen the show counterpart they you never see that's been compared to it as well you don't see the board but there's natalie who is kind of like the social rep for the entire company and she interprets for harmony exactly what they want her to do or when they basically harmony is not the biggest villain out of all of everybody she might end up being so, a she, good happens, guy. She, so she has a moral center. No, 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 no. You haven't seen it, but she's just not the biggest villain. She's just a tiny boss. It would also not surprise me if the fact that Gemma died and June, Petey's daughter, also passed away or something like that, that that was because of something. Like maybe maybe the company had something to do with that. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of theories. Conspiracy on, out there. On Reddit and stuff. And, and people, oh, yeah, on Reddit? Yeah, it's, it's gotten good reviews. A lot of people like the 8.2 on IMDb, 97% on Rotten Tomatoes, 95% audience score. I think that the only thing that some critics have cautioned is the fact that this might end up being like a lost scenario where there's too many questions that they don't end up That's answering. That's an old complaint. Or, That's an old complaint. Or people that just don't like these weird like type you, of TV shows. You don't shows. start a show like this unless you have some answers to give. Yeah, I, Atlantic described it as less ponderous than Devs or Westworld, like, less less chaotic than Maniac or Homecoming. Wait, wait, let's slow that down. So Devs, Devs was like too mind bendy. It was too hard to really focus in on what the show was trying to say. This is a much more clear cut plot. And then we, you, it said Westworld as well, less ponderous than Westworld. It also has a little Loki in there. But some comparisons you're not talking about is like as technology increases, we're getting these TV shows and movies that do this thing where people, humans, 
choose to change the reality drastically based on some some new technology that's out there look at downsizing yeah all those people decided to be smaller (laughs) yeah to be smaller to save money this is the same aspect it's like to get money all these people are signing up for this ridiculous black mirror type procedure then you have things like upload where it's like with increased technology we were so close to being able to do this or that and the idea that they're going to flesh it out is interesting well the funny thing is is that dan erickson again he's the one who created this show was afraid that this wasn't going to connect with people because in what's tw- dan erickson done before this by the way nothing in fact in 2016 he sounds like a name that i feel this, like i've seen before. this pilot in 2016 was put on to like the best unproduced pilots on like bloodless.com mm, okay and then he started sending it out and oh, he, bloodless yeah in 2016 and then he sent it out to ben stiller's production company and then it came across ben stiller's desk and he called the script amazing uh i think he graduated from uh new york university or something like that and he was like into like 10 minute plays and other things as well but this has been in the production like bin yeah production bin for a long time in fact when they started to shoot it was the day after the election covid caused it to like move back production for a year and also this was during the time of the great resignation which was like um a pressure in hollywood for production workers which reached a deal i believe this year which had like averted the largest industry walkout since world war ii months prior to it as well the full season was available to critics um another thing that atlantic said was this was less chaotic than maniac or homecoming and then more sincere than Mr. Robot. Homecoming Robot. had an ending, though. Like, Maniac didn't have an ending. Maniac felt like it unjustly needed a season two because it wrapped us into something and then it just didn't unfold into anything. Like, it, it was just confusing. So it just gave us Maniac like... dispatches from elsewhere. Those ones you can tell, devs, you can tell off the bat, like, okay, this show is going to dis- disappoint me in the end because it's going to be so vague. This doesn't feel like that because it, it feels like there's, like, question answer question answer. it says it's question, more sincere answer. than mr robot or black mirror so mr. like robot yeah hmm mr robot was pretty sincere i think they gave us most of the answers to that show one one film i wanted to watch a lot of the times was stiller said he drew inspiration from it the most the 1967 film called playtime a french comedy set with maze architecture and background detail i looked all over to try and find this because again it was the main influence that they tried to do and i could not find the film anywhere even mm-hmm. though it, like i think it's a classic it's gone good reviews and everything like that jessica lee gang she's the director of photography for these episodes she took inspiration a lot from lars tumjork portraits who was a swedish photographer so like the way in which that they shot this thing also reminded me a little bit like with the color tones of a film i watched during a film festival called keeping company where it seemed it was like almost coen brothers-esque but like here the, the like colors are drab and everything else right it would be i like mean it gray. just looks it looks like it takes place in seattle outside and then inside it's just a giant white surface on everything originally the script was called tumwater but they changed it to severance oh so in lumen they have a little droplet in their logo so maybe that's a reference to something water-esque they often they didn't shoot it chronologically either they jump between episodes like they would shoot one scene for like a different episode and then they shot a different scene and also mm-hmm. stiller said that he didn't want to direct or write and act like do multiple things anymore like it's probably yeah, thunder, thunder, thunder days and all the other things that he did it's over he said they just wanted to like focus on one thing so he directed six episodes of this and it's supposed to be nine episodes 
yeah, it'll be interesting to meet the group who's trying to fight Lumen and see if they're actually like ex-Lumen employees because Lumen is still under the impression that they cannot be reintegrated, like their clients cannot be reintegrated. And also there's conspiracy out there that there's people in the Lumen industry who never leave, who've had that like chip implanted in them and cannot leave. They're being held as like slaves almost. So yeah, that's where we'll leave it. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.